1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoffs. DraftKings will have $20,000 in total cash prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily prizes. DraftKings will offer two free-to-play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results through this evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings' pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, AKA Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is HABS Nightly, your hub for HABS content. another episode folks uh i think we're all pretty excited but before i even lose concentration
1: mason how are you doing bud i am fucking beautiful (laughs) i uh left our last podcast our last episode kind of distraught down on myself down on the team and i predicted that we would lose in like game five i think I was pretty, was <laughs> pretty down on everything, <laughs> down on the world. But uh, you know what? No matter what happens now, the boys have made it a series, so I, I'm in a pretty good mood today. How are you? You know
0: what's funny about that? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, what's funny about it is that it's the kind of the same thing as last year. We went in there with the expectation to lose, and when we didn't, we went as far as saying like, "Well, we they've exceeded our expectations, so this is a win for us, regardless." And they just capitalized on it. But uh I'm doing pretty good, dude. Uh I don't think there's a person in Habs Nation right now that's not excited, but uh hope you guys had just as long of a night as you know me and him did.
1: Oh, it's what a great game. Games. Games uh so yeah, let's uh let's backtrack to Thursday night do or die game five. Um, unfortunately, I of course was at work. So I didn't get to see uh the Habs come out strong. But before Corey takes away, I will uh I will say because damn, am I on a hot streak with predictions and just takes lately? I remember very recently I talked about how Joel Armia that guy has more multi point games than he does single point games. Mm-hmm. It seems like every 25 games that guy just turns into Wayne Gretzky and <laughs> he was fucking out for it. Game five. Holy shit. Just came out of the gate storming from what I saw. And yeah, I think it was boys. like
0: six minutes into the game. Uh, it, it starts off of a nice hit off the glass and um, we just kind of recover the, we could recover the fucking puck, dude. And Yo- Yoel Armia just kind of wide open with Jack Campbell. And it's like, he kind of called him like a deer in the headlights and Yoel Armia kinda of had free range to, to pick where he wanted and it fucking worked. But uh set us up I think what five five minutes and thirteen seconds into the game. I think his second was like three minutes later. Like what a gritty goal too. Just as filthy as as Kakanami's like his stats are starting to show, it. like he's really a power play guy. I uh, not a power play, I'm sorry, a playoff. He's a, a playoff, playoff guy.
1: Performer. Yeah. Yeah, I have his uh, stats up here if you want. If yeah, you dude, like let's, let's run them. Names. Like, really,
0: really good player during the, the season. But, fuck, man, playoffs. So, and... he
1: has in his last – I'm not going to count his playoffs with Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. In his Montreal career, he's played 16 playoff games. He has nine points, five goals.
0: So, definitely a difference maker. And it's, it's so befitting of him, right, is that when this team is just, like, all low – uh, Anderson's just kind of cold. Tofoli's an iceberg. Like, who wakes us up but Yoel Armia? <laughs> you know, the gold man himself. Oh fuck. Yeah, really. He literally is like uh it's like two-faced. Like he's he's hot and he's he's cold. He's got best. Of uh, yeah,
1: I think Joel is like if you had if we're comparing him to weather, he's like southern Ontario. Fucking <laughs> super fucking miserable and cold one day and then just fucking hot as <laughs> the other i think that's joel armia okay but perfect I, I think uh i he's a player you need you love to have great penalty killer mm-hmm. um i thought it was interesting kevin bx pointed out that well for starters said kk led the montreal canadians in takeaways this year which shocked me he said joel armia was second and i think he just provides a lot to this team, not only his size, his grip, but also his skill. And at 27 years of age, I hope he's back next season because he is a pending UFA. Yeah, so he would, um, he's someone I like, I wouldn't say I like to pick on, but he's, is. Be- he definitely
0: gets overshadowed a lot because of his, you know, whatever, whatever part of Canada you describe him as. Uh, but he definitely can get overlooked at times. But when he plays like this, um, you know you can't you, you're almost like in disbelief you know like i didn't ex, i didn't realize he he was being that impactful you know uh, and i guess that's that's my fault as as not being an army as sam and just stand on top of him but he definitely in my eyes like i tend to forget about him and i hate that but uh it's a great stat. but also his second goal uh gave Corey perry his 100th nhl playoff point so congrats to him also his 150th career game
1: Incredible. (laughs) What a career for Corey Perry. And, um, you know, we say the Joel Armia, his second goal was gritty and, you know, crashing the net. I think that describes KK's goal to make it three nothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Uh, KK's was like, like just a Brendan Gallagher esque moment, you know, just battling up front. I don't, I don't even know how he gets it done. I'd love to watch
1: it again. Uh, but both of them were just beautiful. Yeah, and KK's been really hot, evidently, uh, scoring game five and game six. Elimination, uh, clutch factor, clutch gene clearly resides in KK. But bringing back, before we get a little bit ahead of ourselves, um, everything was looking good game five and kind of fell to the shitter. Um, <laughs> leafs just proved that they are a dangerous squad um they can come back and they have the talent and the goal scoring ability yeah depth were- too, especially these last two games have proven that their depth is what has gotten it done jake muzzin scoring two um Felino in game six and no not Felino, spessa and uh, fuck who else who else it was tj brody yeah tj brody who'd only scored one goal in the regular season um, to tie it up in game six so that was two comebacks but I gotta say I was absolutely sweating when the Leafs were coming back game five because as I said I was at work yeah. so I missed like you what you said well before we get ahead of ourselves you had an interesting story about game five I guess I I was just so
0: not excited for this game I was just like just kind of let it happen you know, and then the guys can have a break and we'll, you know, we'll have a collective next season. Uh, So I tuned in and then fucking took a nap like three minutes into the game, missed both goals to wake up right before KK scores his. And I was like, I'm so upset with myself that this team who has been just completely bone dry the last, you know, two weeks. And of course the moment, the one time I'm tired and I just pass out, I fucking – the team just, like, lights a fire, you know. And I posted on Twitter. I was like, this team is, like – I don't know. This team's, like, gives me gray hair, you know. Like, they're just so back and forth. Like, the moment I, like – the moment I go to be like, fuck, I don't – I have not a lot of interest in this game. I just want the series to be over with. They burn it up. And, you know, my attention was not there. But, (laughs) fuck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well – it's funny you say that because I can almost top it. And, you know, I think Habs fans should honestly hate me for this. Uh, I was at work, <clears throat> didn't get to watch it. So I, I chose to take my break six hours into my shift at like nine o'clock so that I could watch the third. Mm-hmm. And the second, I'm not kidding. I turned it on and i have it on like my manager desk computer i have it on my phone in another area and i had it on another like someone i like confiscated someone else's phone and like was like i need this so that i could wherever i went Jeez. i'd be able to watch the game <laughs> so i had it had it going on three places so go down to eat have it on my manager desk thing and i look down on my phone for 5 seconds after turning on the game and i look up and fucking jason spessa is hugging Zach Hyman. The Leafs score the second I turn the game on, so I was spooked. I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" There's some, there's some bad mojo going on here. Mm. So I turned it off because I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I am, I am not gonna jinx my team. I'm not letting this happen. Whatever. So a few minutes pass and it was just eating me alive. I was like, oh. like come on, it's a two goal lead. Like they're in the third whatever like i need to okay i'm gonna turn it back on so i turn it back on i kid you not 30 seconds later fucking jake muzzin puts his first pass carry price i was like fuck instantly just like it's it's like a laptop just like shut it down like oh my god no this is not (laughs) happening and then i get it and then a few minutes later i get a notification on my phone that they've tied it and i felt like the biggest asshole I was like, oh no, what have I done? They're gonna win. So I was I you know may have at this point probably been smart to just stop watching, just let it be, you know, let the guys do what they can over time. But I'm not gonna lie, I got a little selfish, Corey. I got a little selfish. I turned selfish. it back on. <laughs> I turned it back on. And I watched Caulfield and Suzuki the future. Perform a two-on-o to perfection. And I screamed so goddamn loud. There was a customer in our drive-thru, and she went, she like screamed. She got startled. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> just sees this maniac going, woo, and like fist bumping people and like <laughs> just like going crazy. But yeah, I uh I abs- I almost choked it for us. I'll take the blame on that one. But I was going absolutely wild um that night when just wow like what a way to series. like what you know we almost blew it but we showed great grit determination and i have big respect for caulfield uh proven shooter had a good look made the perfect play and i think everyone including jack campbell thought that he was shooting that puck
0: i love i love the uh the commentator just in disbelief um, this is, you see other teams do this so effortlessly and I just, I'm just so happy that it was Nick and Caulfield that, that made this happen, that extended our season, you know? And before we go into the next one, how crazy is it that two games in a row, like we get all the hope and then we're all sitting on the edge of our seats. Like what the fuck did we do wrong as fans? You know, like, oh. was it, was there some type of, did I do something wrong? Where's the salt? You know, like let's, let's hit some salt over the shoulder or something. But that that second Jake Muzzin goal was such a muffin. It just went right through Carey Price's fucking pads. And I know he was was expecting it to go high, and it just sailed on the ice. And for that to be a Galchenyuk, um, you know, primary assisted goal, and Galchenyuk is just celebrating shit, I was just like, wow, this dude is single-handedly about to, you know, get his revenge on us. And I was like – almost, like, good for him and, like, fuck you at the same time. Like, I mean, the fucking,
1: like, I think at that moment, I was just thinking, go fuck yourself, Galchenyuk, you piece of shit. (laughs) Like, God damn it. Like, don't do this. But I think it is very telling of how locked-in Price is. I believe that Muzzin deflection goal was the last goal the Leafs scored that game, right? Yes, yes. The last three goals the Leafs have scored – have all been deflections
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think was the initial muzzin i don't know if it was a deflection either
0: no the it very muzzin, well
1: uh his slap the slapper he took did it get touched
0: i don't think it gets touched it's it's so weird because like carrie price is kind of getting uh angled like he's he's he, you know there's players in front of him i'm watching it again right now to to clarify it um no, I think I think it's just, it just sails straight through him. But Carey Price is well, just regardless, four yeah. guys in front of him.
1: Three goals. The last three goals they've scored are all deflections. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them to beat him right now. And I want to give credit to Jack Campbell. You know, all these Leafs fans saying, if it wasn't for Price, we wouldn't be here. You're fucking right we wouldn't be here. But for them to sit on their high horse and think that they would be here without Jack Campbell. Yeah, oh, Jack Campbell has geez. been the unreal they would have the Leafs could have been down three goals in the first five minutes of game Mm -hmm. six. I, that was a barrage that Campbell weathered entirely by himself. The Leafs were doing nothing to help him. That guy just fucking locked it down and nothing was going in. He just made it his mission. So I have a lot of respect for Jack Campbell, this series so far, but moving on to game six, uh, it was great to see Toffoli finally break through. Oh,
0: as soon as, as soon as that happened, I was like, we 100% have a chance of this game. Like, without a doubt, Toffoli is is the only assist on the Corey Perry. And I was like, yes, good for him. Like, get some of that, you know, like, start to fall off a little bit. You know, get that momentum back.
1: Fucking. Oh, it was great. Like, and a minute later. A
0: minute later, he fucking scores. But, yeah, you're
1: right. Let's go to the beginning. But, yeah. He- Even at the start of the game, that Caulfield-Suzuki-Tafoli line was incredible. Mm-hmm. They were they were playing insane. They were getting, I think, they had three golden opportunities to score. Caulfield hit a post, like two posts. It was that line, I think, is our first line now. They were incredible. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the goalie interference challenge. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about Ducharme's being pretty poor. That was awful. I don't know what Keith was thinking like i i i can i'm baffled that they tried to challenge that i was also i was pretty pissed off at how much time they were giving him because i don't know it seems like keith uh, other coaches have about 30 seconds keith seems to have three minutes (laughs) but i was pissed off because i was like oh he's gonna see it and he's not gonna challenge it and then he challenged it anyway and i was like what are you doing man like I, I did not understand that call, but it also set that fully go really, really well. Uh, we saw Petrie and Weber kind of the first like initial drop of the puck. They were cycling it back and forth. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, that's the way Campbell's playing, right? <laughs> like, you're not, you're not getting eyes in front of him. You're not making him move laterally enough to do anything. And sure enough, Weber tried to shoot. It didn't work. But the very next play to adjust and have Petrie act as bait um, to kind of – because Petrie crossed over. And I think – who was it on that? It was Felino and Hyman both bit, and that's what allowed Suzuki to seam that pass into Toffoli. And I think he Campbell off guard. I thought it was a really good adjustment from what has been otherwise a pretty poor power play right. um, from us those last few – last actually – last long, last month. But I thought that was a really good adjustment that they made on the fly there. And it, you know, I think uh, without those power play goals, we probably lose lose that game because I think the Leafs were going to get their goals no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it was uh,
0: one one of the best
1: games I've seen uh, from the Habs. But
0: that goal, you love love your breakdown was really precise on it. Um, But it's like that it was such a small pass to tala to foley and it's like we've been looking
1: for something that simple all season on the power play yeah just fucking get the puck in the (laughs) slot and get (laughs) shot it's not that hard and clearly they've shown it's not that oh you're getting frustrated (laughs) i think it just goes to show that if you score on the power play you win hockey games yeah and that has definitely been our our weak point i mean even
0: even last year uh we were given so many power plays and we just did nothing with it but um Kudos to Tyler Toffoli, you know, one, you know, obviously getting the monkey off your back scoring. But if you look at how he scores, the small, you know, opening between um, Campbell's pads and body with just like like pinpoint precision to, to make it past that is just unreal. So, like, not only does he, you know, he, he, he fires back up, but it's off of like the most insanely skilled shot too. So – uh, but I was fucking losing it. I was at my friend's house yesterday. We did a little get-together. Um, and <laughs> I was watching on my tablet, just losing my mind. But... Uh, oh, yeah, it was... it was how, how unreal is it? Like, after this happens, like, granted, I know what team we're playing, but I was like,
1: we fucking got a shot at this. Oh, see, I had the total inverse reaction. Yeah, you knew, like, something was... We, was- we got that lead. And... Going into game six, I'll be honest, I was kind of just happy that we, like, right Top off the there. bat, yeah, but, like, I'm saying before puck drop, I was like, it's not a gentleman's sweep at this point. Like, okay, we made a series. And then they started playing, and I was like, wow, the fan. like, I we haven't even really discussed that. Before we get into my next point, I do want to highlight that. What an incredible experience. Oh, my God. Like, I got shivers seeing the fans. They were mm. loud, too. Those people... So yeah. look, I don't know if they got twelve thousand dollars worth of their money back from that experience because that's fucking mental. But they uh, they definitely made the most of it, and they were loud, and they were cheering, and they were booing. Missed calls. Oh my god, <laughs> how much I missed that! Um, it was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, my friends kept kept asking me. I was like, "This is the first game that there's fans. This is amazing." Like. um, you know, and it's it's crazy to look at us and then you can uh, you can look at the uh the other team. Like I think Vegas uh today or yesterday, whenever they played, they had like full capacity or something like that, or like something irate. Um, but I was just like, look at how look at how few they have here, and it's 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 definitely making a difference and it's it's just amazing to see. Um, but then you look at like US and they're just like, no one gives a fuck
1: anymore, dude. Like <laughs> we're fully capped those you know, canes games. oh my god yeah it's ridiculous but uh moving back on to sorry when i said I had an inverse reaction uh when we i was less nervous than when we had the lead when once we had that two nothing lead i was so nervous i was on the edge of my seat and uh like i knew they were gonna get one because mm-hmm. that leafs team was just price was playing well but do charm the bench very quickly for those defensemen uh, it became I think I, the second period it was four guys right. and that was it that's what they were rolling right and uh granted like wow what what an effort from our top four defensemen three of which played over 35 minutes Edmondson played 27 Uh those guys grinded and they were probably hurting Sherock clearly was at the end of the game but they battled hard but they were tired you could tell and they were I, you could just, you knew one was going by. And so after the first one, I, I was a little, I was on the edge of my seat and then Ducharme had to get one fucking ducharme into the game. And I'm not going to blame it entirely for the goal, but when you're 2-1 up against the Toronto Maple Leafs with four minutes left, you do not roll out Eric Stahl, Josh Anderson and Corey Perry. <laughs> and the Leafs are circling. You, you don't do that, man. And sure enough, the Leafs capitalized. And I I was like tearing up. I'm gonna be honest. I was like, Oh my god, they blew it. I I, th- I thought we were losing. Right once when they once they scored that, I was convinced we were losing.
0: You know, my my mind goes uh off the sec the TJ Brody won the tie. Um I got so sad because it uh Jeff Petrie tries to get in the way of it. I was like, I feel so bad because this dude has given his heart to this team and he's going to probably take the loss as his fault. And I was like, I can't fucking deal with this. Like this dude's like been such an amazing player and a
1: discount like, to play with us again. Yeah. That extension he signed is he's looking so amazing. good. Uh,
0: But I was just, I was just in such disbelief. I was like, it couldn't have happened to a worse person. Someone who's, who has like, you know, he's going to take it to heart. He's going to say that it was his fault, you know? And I was like, this isn't fair. And I'm like, here we go. Now this is where my story comes. (laughs) Dude, I've been watching this on the tablet. Whose Wi-Fi kept going fucking AWOL. So I had it pulled up on my phone and my friends were fucking laughing at me. But the shit worked, right? Because my, my, my. My tablet would fuck up and I'd immediately have it already on the phone. So like I was just swapping back and forth, but it's fucking crunch time. And I think I watched, uh, as we're going into OT, I think I had 15% on the tablet and my phone's battery was draining something fierce, like to <laughs> where my fucking charger wasn't keeping up. Like It was losing the battle. So going into OT, I was desperately afraid that I was going to miss either us winning or losing, but I wanted to see the moment, you know, I needed to see it. Uh, But I'm having like, I'm on the edge of my seat because, you know, there's a chance we could win. There's a chance we could fail. But then even worse was there's a chance that I'm going to fucking miss all of it. And then there's no way for me to get this back on in time. So I was like, Borderline having a fucking panic attack, like I didn't move from this seat from the second to the to the end of OT. You
1: know, huh. to it was the a long winner. OT. So too. like,
0: dude, and I had my phone stuck in this in the same position. Like, I, my ribs are hurting today from like leaning on the couch. Like, if I moved, this charger could come out. Like, I did. <laughs> – Like, it was either sit on the floor or sit with the wire completely extended, you know, and holding it out. Like, my arms were fucking getting heavy and shit. Oh man but the dedication to watch
1: the end of this game. Uh, and what an overtime. Once we got there, I was like, okay, maybe they can reset. <clears throat> and the Leafs came out fire and all, so all cylinders. Montreal had two shots. Yeah, so they're um, like, one of them was like One of them was like a dinky little like, – like <laughs> Let's
0: just get it on net, like
1: <laughs> So – you know, Leafs fans are going to call that a turnover. I thought that was just a phenomenal play, not only by Sharot to break out the puck, two minutes, 30 seconds into a shift, and then Byron to go retrieve it, and then for KK to score. I think it's just a fairy, fairy tale ending. And a big fuck you to Dominic Ducharme that two of the guys he had benched to start the series are, you know. Are the ones who got it done in the in the most trivial of moments. Exactly. And um, like I said, the KK's got that clutch, Gene. We talked about Armia's playoff stats. Well, KK is a fucking machine in the playoffs. I don't have them up in front of me, but even it goes back to last year. He, wow. Like his performance last year was incredible tied for the team leading goals leading us this year. Uh, he's just been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And uh, I'm hopefully I can find this stat while we're still talking but uh, I think with this goal, KK is now, like, in the top five uh, players with, like, overtime uh, – I mean, uh, maybe not overtime. It might be just be playoffs, but, like, uh, goals. He is – of under 21 under goals.
1: 21, he is top five, yes. And that's a list with Yarmu Yager, who only has, I believe, like, four more goals, and he played 41 games. That was KK's. Another thing, we have to talk about it. Uh, KK scored that goal. KK wears number 15 in his mm-hmm. 15th playoff game, in the 15th minute, on the 15th shot of overtime. It was, and there was another, it was in, like insane. Like that was written in the stars, that goal. And right. wow, did the Bell Center ever erupt?
0: <laughs> Dude. I was in such disbelief. I jumped up, my phones immediately died. And I was like, we fucking did it. I'm screaming, my <laughs> friends like, like uh, everyone had went home and my buddy was like, look, dude, I'm gonna just let you chill. It's fucking late, but I'm gonna let you chill. Cause like, if you move, you're going to lose power to everything. He even got up and like connected my fucking tablet to try to help. <laughs> so, so I'm like, wait, I did it. I threw my fucking shit on the couch in front of me, dude. And I was just celebrating by my fucking self. He comes out the room. He's like, y'all fucking won!" I was like, I don't know fucking how, but we fucking just did it. Oh, it was fucking magical. And then I immediately went home, got my vehicle, And then uh, went to a bar and met a couple of friends, and just continued.
1: Yeah, it was an incredible experience. I uh, (laughs) screamed (laughs) off the top of my lungs when we won. It was, it was magical. The best feelings I've had watching the Habs in a very long time. And as we kind of lead to wrapping this up, I'm just—I don't even care what happens with this series at this point. Mm. I'm, I'm just excited to see what can happen in Game 7. Anything can happen in Game 7. I've said this before. we got to Game 7, anything could happen. And the way Price has been playing, knock on wood, like that guy, you know, all the credit in the world kept us in that game. And he's kept us in this series. 100%. 100%. uh, Yeah, so I'm just excited. I'm excited for Game 7.
0: Also, we finished the game with 43 hits. Like, we have been really nailing – this team and our hopes to, to really, you know, kind of link linger, you know, some pain around on the leases has, has really paid off tremendously. And even uh, Ben Sherrod had mentioned, someone had asked him in an interview today, on today's Sunday, excuse me, um, you know, he said that, you know, that we're a big team and I kind of I kind of rolled my eyes at it, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but he said the presence of this team to, to basically continue to lay the body and play that type of role Uh, going into overtime definitely seemed like it had wore them down. And I thought that was a great point. And, you know, just played the long game and and we, you know, we outplayed a skilled team. But uh, that KK goal before we leave, dude, I'm almost in disbelief because I feel like it was more intentional to just like kind of put it
1: in the zone. He's definitely taken something off his shot in favor of more accuracy. Do you think it's the stick? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I am on fire lately. I i <laughs> it has been confirmed that he has a shorter stick. I fucking go. that twenty twenty vision, man. Um yeah, I know I think it's clearly paid off, right? The way he's been playing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and
0: goals like you know what? If you I just I just saw like the slow replay. Jack Campbell probably would have caught that, but it didn't come off of his stick like flat it,
1: it started. Did, it to knuckle. did deflect. It did deflect off of oh, okay.
0: Okay. So yeah, but it that knuckling motion, like it definitely just grazes over uh where Campbell believes it was going. And I couldn't have asked for a better one, a better statement because this kid, you know, going into this, we're like, why the fuck are you sitting him? Especially what he did for us against Pittsburgh last year and Philly. You know, why would you why would you sit him? You weren't here. I guess you didn't watch it. Uh, But to him to, like, give us another chance. And like you're saying, though, um, I don't care what happens this next game. Truthfully, I do. You know, but, like, we went into this just like last year expecting to just maybe get out in five. We've brought Toronto to seven. And I think that's more of a even if you lose, like, congratulations to a team that was definitely off and was playing with a mentality that we were out of it to come back and force a game seven is tremendous. And I'm nothing but excited for this team and proud. As am I. Um I guess one last thing. Um uh, non related, but uh Seth Jones just spoke out and said that he is not uh, looking to resign with <laughs> Columbus.
1: What a fucking shock, Greg. Eh? Oh my god.
0: Um a little I, cra- you know, I'm gonna say a little crazy, but I think he was actually like he really did like Tortorello as his coach. You know, to have to have your coach step down and then also I don't arguably, know what you built the-
1: at this point, like mm-hmm. I think Tortorello played a big part in Dubois, but <laughs> look at look at that team's ability to retain stars. Oh my god, losing Artemi Panarin, Poprovsky. Uh, Bois. who else did they lose? They've lost Panarin. quite a few guys. Um, Duchesne. Dushane, that's – yeah, uh, thank you. Um, Duclair, I think. Like, it just – they've been recycling, star players. They've had a, the ability to build a great team, and they've choked it. So, I'm not surprised to see Seth Jones once out. And, I mean, not shitting on the city of Columbus. I've never been there but I have been to Ohio and the only time I've ever been to Ohio was driving through Ohio. (laughs) There's, a reason for that. Like, it's not, it's not New York. It's not Montreal. It's not Toronto. It's not LA. Right. So I don't blame him. I don't think that organization's getting it done and realistically, like, I don't know what the quality of life is there, but like, you're a young guy, you probably could think of some other cities you want to live in. Right. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. Kid Cody said, Cleveland is the reason, but <laughs> I get
0: it. You know, uh, everyone seems to leave that state. But folks, we hope you have a great night. Thank y'all so much for joining and listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at @habsnightly. Excuse me, y'all. @habsnightly and
1: Bayou Benders.
0: Thank y'all so much.
1: You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
0: Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins, From top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk, we've got you covered. New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And let's go Pen!